Hi, I'm Jackson from Jackson's Book Nook. Journey to Dream Country. After the mad Frobscala party was over, Sophie settled herself again on top of the enormous table. You is feeling better now? asked the big friendly giant. Much better, thank you, Sophie said. Whenever I is feeling a bit scrawdy, the BFG said, I gallops, um, much better, thank you. Whenever I is feeling a bit scrawdy, BFG said, a few gallops of scrub, of frobscottle, is always making me hopscotchy again. I must say it's quite an experience, Sophie said. It's a raz, Whizzler, the BFG said. It's glorious. He turned away and strode across the cave and picked up his dream-catching net. I was galloping off now, he said, to catch more whoopsie-whiffling dreams for my collection. I is doing this every day without missing. Is you wishing to come with me? Not me, thank you very much, Sophie said. Not with those other giants lurking outside. I is snuggling you very cozy in my pocket on my waistcoat, the BFG said. Then no one is seeing you. Before Sophie could protest, she had picked up, picked her up off the table and popped her into the waistcoat pocket. There is plenty of room in there for her. Is you wishing for a little hole to peep out from? He asked her. There is one here already, she said. She had found a small hole in the pocket. When she put one eye close to it, she could see out very well indeed. She watched the BFG as he bent down and filled his suitcase with empty glass jars. He closed the lid, picked up the suitcase in the other hand, took the pole with the net on the end in the other hand, and marched through the entrance of the cave. As soon as he was outside, the BFG set off across the great hot yellow wasteland where the blue rocks lay and the dead tree stood where all the other giants were sulking about. Sophie, squatting low on her heels in the pocket of leather waistcoat, she had one eye glued onto the little hole. She saw the group of enormous giants about 300 yards away. Hold your breaths, the BFG whispered down to her. Cross your figlers, here we go. He's going right past all these other giants. Is you seeing that whooping great one nearest to us? I see him, Sophie whispered back, quivering. That's the horriblest one of them all. The biggest, I call him flesh lump eating giant. I don't want to hear about it. Sophie said, he's 54 feet high, Lydia, she said softly as he jogged along, and he is swallowing human beings like they are sugar lumps, two or three at a time. You're making me nervous, Sophie said. I is nervous myself, the BFG whispered. I always get jumpy as a jog hopper when the flesh lump eating giant is around. Keep away from him, Sophie pleaded. Not possible, the BFG answered. He is galloping easily two times as quick as quicksy as me. Shall we turn back? Sophie said. Turning back is worse, the BFG said. If they see me run away, they is all giving chase and throwing rocks. They would never eat you, would they? Sophie asked. Giants is never guzzling other giants, the BFG said. They is fighting and squirreling a lot with each other, but never guzzling. Human beings is more tasty to them. The giants has already spotted the BFG and all the heads were turning, watching him as he jogged forwards. He was aiming to pass well to the right of the group. Through a little peephole, Sophie saw the flesh lump giant moving over to intercept them. 
He didn't hurry, he just loped over, loped over casually to the point where the BFG would have to pass. The others loped after him. Sophie counted nine of them all together. She recognized the blood bottler in the middle of them. They were bored. They had nothing to do until nightfall. There was an, there was an air of menace about them as they loped slowly across the plain with long, walloping strides, heading for the BFG. Here comes the runty one, boomed the flesh eater. Ho, ho, here the runty one. Here is you swashwinkling away in such a hefty hurry. He shot out an enormous arm and grabbed the BFG by the hair. The BFG didn't struggle. He simply stopped and stood quite still and said, Be so kind as to letting go of my hair, flesh lump eater. The flesh lump eater released him and stepped back a pace. The other giants stood around waiting for the fun to start. Now, then, you little grub swiffler, boomed the flesh lump eater. We is all of us wanting to know where you's galloping off every night in the daytime. Nobody ought to be galloping off anywhere until it gets dark. The human beings could easily be spotted, could easily be spotting you, and starting a giant hunt. And we is not wanting that to happen, is we? We is not, shouting the other giants. Go back to your cave, Runty One. I is not galloping to any human being country, the BFG said. I is going to other places. I is thinking, said the flesh Peter, that you is catching human beings and keeping them as pets. Right you is, cried the blood baller. Just now, I was hearing him chittering away to one of them in his cave. He was welcome to go search my cave from frack to bunt, the BFG answered. You can go looking into every crook and nanny. There's no human beans or stringy beans or runner beans or jelly beans or any other beans in there. Sophie Crouch steals a mouse inside BFG's pocket. She hardly dared breathe. She was terrified she might sneeze. The slightest sound or movement would give her away. Through the tiny peephole, she watched the giants clustering around the poor BFG. How revolting they were. All of them had piggy little eyes and enormous mouths with thick sausage lips. When the flesh computer was speaking, she caught a glimpse of his tongue. It was jet black, like a slab of black steak. Every one of them was more than twice as tall as the BFG. Suddenly, the flesh computer shot, shot out two enormous hands and grabbed the BFG around the waist. He tossed him up in the air. She tossed him up in the air higher and shouted, Catch him, manhugger. Manhugger caught him. The other giants spread out quickly in a large circle. Each giant, about 20 yards from his neighbor, preparing for the game they were going to play. Now the manhugger threw the BFG high and far, shouting, Catch him, bone cruncher. The bone cruncher ran forwards and caught the tumbling BFG and immediately swung up again. Catch him, child chewer, he shouted, and so it went on. The giants were playing ball with the BFG, vying with each other to see who could throw him the highest. Sophie dug her nails into the side of the pocket, trying to prevent herself from tumbling out when she was upside down. She felt as if she were in the barrel going over Niagara Falls, and all the time there was a fearful danger that one of the giants would fail to catch the BFG and he would go crashing to the ground. Catch him, meat dripper. Catch him, gizzard guzzler. Catch him, maid, maid masher. 
Catch him, Blood Bottler. Catch him, catch him, hit, catch him. In the end, they got bored with this game. They dumped the poor BFG on the ground. He was dazed and shattered. They gave him a few kicks and shouted, Run, you little runt. Let us see how fast he was galloping. The BFG ran. What else could he do? The giant picked up rocks and hurled them after him. He managed to dodge them. Ruddy little runt, they shouted. Shroggy little twit. Trippling little shrimp. Monkey little magic. Squaggy little squib. Probably little grub. At last, BFG got clear of them all. In, in another couple of minutes, the pack of the giants was out of sight over the horizon. Sophie popped her head up from the pocket. I didn't like that, she said. Eyes never trusting them, the BFG said. How do they actually catch the humans they eat? Sophie asked. They was usually just sticking an arm in through the bedroom window and snitching them from their beds. The BFG said, like you did to me. Ah, but I isn't going to eat you, the BFG said. How else do they catch them? Sometimes, the BFG said, they are swimming in from the sea like fishies, with only their heads showing above the water. And then out comes a big hairy hand and grabs them off the beach. Children as well? Often chiddlers, the BFG said. Little chiddlers who is building sandcastles on the beach. That is not the swimming ones after all. Little Chiddlers is not so tough to eat as old grandma. So, so says the child chewing giant. As they talked, the BFG was galloping fast over the land. Sophie was standing right up in his waistcoat pocket, now holding on to the edge with both hands. Her head and shoulders were in the open, and wind was blowing at her hair. How else do they catch people? she asked. All of them is having their own special way of catching human beings, BFG said. The meat-dripping giant is preferring to pretend he's a big tree growing in the park. He is standing in the park in the dusky evening, and he is holding a great, great big tree branch over his head. There he is waiting until some happy families is coming to have a picnic under the spreading tree. The meat-dripping giant is watching them as they lay out their little picnic, but in the end, the meat-dripper who is having a picnic. It's so awful, Sophie cried. The guzzard-gulping giant is a city lover, BFG went on. The gizzard-gulping giant is lying high between the roofs of houses in the city. He is lying there snugly as a snuggler and watching human beings walking in the street below. And when he sees one that looks like it has a whoopsie good flavor, he grabs it. He simply reaches down Snitching it off the street like a monkey taking nut. He says it's nice to be able to pick and choose what he was having for supper. He says it's like choosing from a menu. Don't people see him doing it? Sophie asked. Never is they seeing it. Do not forget, forget it's dusky dark. At this time, also, the gizzard gulper has a very fast arm. His arm goes up and down quicker and squinkers, but all the people are disappearing every night. Surely there's some sort of outcry, Sophie said. The world is a whopping big place, BFG said. It has a hundred different countries. The giant was clever. They is careful not to be squid-wiggling to the same country too often. There was always switch-fiddling around. Even so, Sophie said. Do not forget, the BFG said.
that human beings is disappearing everywhere all the time, even without the giants is guzzling them. Human beings is killing each other much quicker than giants is doing it. But they don't eat each other, Sophie said. Giants isn't eating each other either, BFG said, nor is giants killing each other. Giants is not very loving, but they is not killing each other, nor is crocodile dillies killing other crocodile dillies, nor is pussycats killing the pussycats. They kill mice, Sophie said. Ah, but they is not killing their own kind, the BFG said. Human beings is the only animal that is killing their own kind. Do poisonous snakes kill each other? Sophie asked. She was searching desperately for another creature that behaved as badly as humans. Even poisonous snakes is never killing each other, the BFG said. Nor is the most fearsome creatures like tigers and and rhinostones. As not understanding human beings at all, the BFG said, you as a human being, and you saying, it is grizzling and horogust for giants to be eating human beings, right or left? Right. And human beings are squishing each other all the time. Yeah, she said, they're shooting guns, they're going up in air, in air, in aeroplanes to drop their bombs on each other's heads every week. Human beings is killing other human beings. He was right, of course. Sophie knew it. She was beginning to wonder whether humans were actually any better than giants. Even so, she said, defending her own race, I think it's rhyme that these foul giants should go off every night to eat humans. Humans have never done them any harm. That is what little Piggywig is saying every day, the BSG answered. He is saying, I have never done anything to harm a human being, so why should he be eating me? Oh dear, Sophie said. The human beings is making rules to suit themselves, the BFG went on. But the rules they're making do not stout suit the little piggy wiggies. Am I right or left? Right, Sophie said. Giants is also making rules. The rules is not suiting the human beings. Everybody's making his own rules to suit himself. But you don't like it that those beastly giants are eating human beings every night, do you? Sophie asked. I do not, the BFG answered. One right is not making two lefts. You is quite cozy down there in my pocket. I'm fine, Sophie said. Then suddenly, once again, the BFG went into the magical top gear of his. He began hurtling forwards with phenomenal leaps. His speed was unbelievable. The landscape behind him became blurred, and again, Sophie had to duck down out of the whistling gale to save her head from being blown off her shoulders. She crashed in the pocket, listening to the wind screaming past. It came knifing in through the tiny people in the pocket and swished around her like a hurricane. But this time, the BFG didn't stay in top gear long. It seemed as though they had become a barrier across, a vast mountain perhaps, or an ocean, or a great desert. But having crossed it, he once again slowed down to his normal gallop, and Sophie was able to pop her head up and look out once more at the view. She noticed immediately that they were now in an altogether paler country. The sun had disappeared above a film of vapor. The air was becoming cooler every minute. The land was flat and treeless, and there seemed to be no color in it at all. Every minute, the mist became thicker. The air became colder still, and everything became paler 
and paler, until soon there was nothing but gray and white all around them. They were in a country of swirling mist and ghostly vapors. There was some sort of grass underneath foot, but no one, but it was not green. It was an ashy gray, and there was no sound of living creatures, and no footsteps at all. The soft thud of the BSG's footsteps as he hurled it out across the fog. Suddenly he stopped. He was here at last, he announced. He bent down and lifted Sophie from his pocket and put her in the ground. She was still in her nighty, and her bare f- and her feet were bare. She shivered and stared around her, the swirling mist and ghostly vapors. Where are we? she asked. We is in dream country, the BFG said. This is where all dreams is beginning. Thanks for listening. The episode today was really long, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.